0: Is gone. That was predictable. Chris Stratton was thrown in. That's not so surprising. To the Cardinals? Okay, now we're getting surprising. But for the two prospects that they picked up, man, genuinely surprised. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovachevich of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're in two. Football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Here's the complete trade that was consummated late last night. If you weren't up, this is going to be news to you. Quintana and Stratton go to the Pirates' main nemesis in the Central, which I guess really doesn't matter, you know, at this stage of a build. And in exchange, coming to Pittsburgh are two young players, pitcher Johan Oviedo and infielder Malcolm Nunez. Now, those aren't going to roll off the tongue like most of the Pirates' acquisitions. But Oviedo's 24 years old. He started out this year at A Memphis, was called up by the Cardinals, who I'll remind you are pretty good again because they're always pretty good. That happened on June 3rd and since then he's gone 2 and 1 with a 3.2 ERA 26 strikeouts and 7 walks in 14 appearances one of them a start in his 13 relief appearances he's had a 2.66 ERA and a 1.08 whip um that's good like across the board and that tells you alone how much St. Louis valued Adding Quintana. In addition, how much St. Louis would have wanted Stratton in return because they're giving up a live, effective arm from their pen. And the other one, Nunez, I got to tell you, I've got a personal interest in this one. And I'll share that with you in a moment. Nunez is only 21 years old, he spent the entire year with AA Springfield. And all he's done down there is hit 255 with 17 home runs, 11 doubles, 66 RBIs, 48 walks for a 360 on base percentage. The Cardinals just named him their organizational player of the month for June, and all he did that month was hit 381 with 27 RBIs, a 1180 OPS, and nine home runs. Now, you might ask yourself, what's he doing in AA still? Maybe he won't be in Double A still by the time he makes it across. We'll see how all that goes and shakes out later today. The Major League Baseball trading deadline is, of course, later today at 6 p.m. And with Ben Gamble, Jake Marisnick, Kevin Newman, and who knows how many other guys uh, – available or likely to be moved, it could continue to be a busy deadline for Ben Charrington. But this Nunez thing, what I'm about to share, has nothing to do with Ben Charrington or his current staff, and yet everything to do with the Pirates. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. My Nunez story. And I did report this at the time, but it was five years ago now, so it's certainly worth an update considering that he's now inside the Pittsburgh organization. In 2017, Rene Gallo, the former Latin American scouting director with the extraordinary eye, for talent who added so much to this system in his tenure, was given an in with Nunez. And this was back when Nunez was just a hot property in Cuba. Both of these prospects, by the way, are Cubans, which is interesting in and of itself. And Gallo had a chance to sign this kid. He had a golden chance. He had an exclusive chance. He was afforded by the young man's representative an opportunity to have... A tryout. Call them tryouts, but they're not really that. It's more of a showcase. You know that there are people watching you who can cut a check immediately. Well, this one wasn't that simple because Nunez's people wanted a $900,000 signing bonus or something in that range. That was what they'd told Gaio. Now, Gaio was authorized to cut checks right on the spot, except when they got to be really, really big. And no, that's not a Bob Nutting thing. That's just an every team thing. Nobody lets their Latin American or international guys just go around signing anybody to whatever it is that they want. So Gaio contacts Neil Huntington back in Pittsburgh and says, hey, this Cuban kid, you want him. You want him in the system. He's going to be able to hit. He's going to be able to play the positions that you need, probably staying in the infield. But he can really, really, really hit. Huntington, apparently not trusting Gaio, decides to send down an assistant GM and another evaluator to attend this tryout. They watch the tryout, and the kid just kills it. He just shows everything that you'd want to be able to show in such a setting. And management said no. Well, by this point, and it was late in the process. Nunez is 16 years old. He can just kind of sit out one session and hang on for another year, and that's what he and his rep decided to do. The Cardinals ended up swooping in and getting Nunez for only $300,000. Now, you can look at this any number of different ways, like, wow, the Cardinals are really smart. Fact is, Cardinals weren't in on this kid at all. If the Pirates had signed him and they'd put forth another six hundred grand which I'll remind everyone, is peanuts in the overall context of Major League Baseball. They'd have had this kid and a rising asset inside their system, which would eventually go, you know, completely kablooey, and get Huntington and Kyle Stark and Greg Smith and everybody else fired. Now, here again, when you hear this tale, there's a tendency to think that this is about cheapness. It's not. Trust me. As someone who covered the team every day over the course of that front office's tenure, it wasn't about that. It was about that they wanted to show that they were the master evaluators. One of the assistant GMs had absolutely no background slash pedigree whatsoever in analyzing baseball. In fact, his highest level achieved of anything before coming into the Huntington front office was to be an assistant volleyball coach. This, of course, is Stark. Now, it was Smith who made this particular trip, and it was Smith and Huntington and really the whole culture that blew it. Now, it's wonderful, really wonderful, and I'm sure beyond coincidental that the Pirates now have this player in their fold but i want to make sure that this gets on the record because as i recall around the time that i was questioning these guys player evaluation abilities i was taking an awful lot of criticism from people like you really hate them or whatever else here no it's just that i would hear and see stuff like this so you know karma did its thing on many fronts where this is concerned When we come back, J1Q. And today's J1Q on deadline day comes from Phil. And he asks, Jack Swinski has a 982 OPS in Indy, so he's clearly figured something out, but he's also struck out. 20 times in 46 plate appearances. Should the Pirates bring him up because he's hitting, or should they continue working with him in AAA until his strikeout rate gets down to something reasonable? Phil, this is the challenge, and it's something that Ben Charrington's acknowledged. Uh, Not that they have any doubts or that they're down in any way about Swinski. When I was out in Denver with the team, A few days ago, Derek Shelton went out of his way to say this is a very big part of our franchise's future. That's not something that you say, uh, with all due respect, about, I don't know, Diego Castillo or Hoy Park or people in that category. They see Sawinski as being part of their everyday outfield when things are good. And you know what? When the kid comes up and bops 14 home runs in a couple months... You damn well better be thinking that. The strikeouts do have to go down, though. Even in the scope of modern baseball, where strikeouts just seem to be okay, getting out one out of every three times that way doesn't help anything. doesn't help the offense. Contact still comes with at least some value, even if coaches aren't coaching to it. And that's where it gets sticky for me. Because do you want him in Indianapolis where he can just kind of relax, be himself, and work on things? Or do you want him to be around a major league hitting coach? Oh, wait, there might not be one here. Hey, look, not to be mean, but until Andy Haynes gets results, why would anyone presume, oh, yeah, this is the guy who's going to fix him? Who's he fixed? Who's he improved? Actually, let's take it further. Under his watch, who hasn't regressed in some form offensively? That's my worry here. and That's not something that the Pirates can solve by having him in Indianapolis, unless, of course, you just consider it to be a hidden blessing that he's not near Haynes. But see, th- this is what I mean when I say that this team is just so challenging to cover because there are conventional answers to a very reasonable question like yours for somebody who's covering probably any of the other 29 teams. You'd be able to say, well, yeah, of course, his strikeouts are down. So if he goes down there and works with this guy or he can stay in Pittsburgh and work with it. But you don't have that here because you don't have a hitting coach who's getting results from anybody. I mean, Charrington didn't quite come out and say that there's a big disparity between the level of coaching results that he's currently getting from Oscar Marine, to his credit, and by the way, I'd ridden Oscar pretty hard on the same front, and fairly so for a couple of years, but he did say something to the effect of how Haynes you know, is only in his first year here, and they're still just kind of, this is a baseball term, getting their hands on guys and learning them. And I'm sorry, you don't need multiple years to figure out somebody to make them better. You don't have multiple years. You have, whether it's a pitching coach or a hitting coach, an infinite backlog. That's how these things work now. You have an infinite backlog of video going back to like when someone was a child, like the video people at the Pirates and with other baseball teams can, like this, show you, oh, yeah, well, this is how they were swinging when they were, like, 12 years old or something, and this is what really worked for them. And they can show it to the kid. Do you remember the story that I shared with you uh, early last year when Adam Frazier was kind of struggling a little bit, and then all of a sudden he wasn't? And I went and asked him, what's going on? And he said it was something his dad noticed, the way he had his hand placed on the bat, It didn't line up with the way he used to have it placed when he was a kid. And it turned out to be Adam Frazier's dad who basically got him to the all-star game by recognizing this. This information is available to these guys. It really is. And it can be applied if you know what you're doing. And I'd love to be able to flip the script on Haynes the way I have with Maureen. I have no problem doing that. Anybody who's read my stuff or listened to my stuff for any amount of time can attest to that. I don't stay stubborn on a certain stance when the circumstances change. But right now, with Haynes, we see nothing. So I I didn't mean to turn this into another Haynes thing. It's just, I don't know what to do with Sawinski either because I don't trust the Major League hitting coach. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.